welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I have a lovely guest with me today, Saoli Ilonavida, and we will be discussing shining your light and navigating shadows. But before we swing into that conversation, I would like to invite you to take a look at your own self and your own giftedness and get to know yourself a little bit better uh, by taking the what is your number one spiritual superpower quiz. It takes about 60 seconds to get insight into the specific set of spiritual gifts that you brought with you. So this will allow you to have someone read the label on the outside of your bottle so you can begin to recognize and develop the skills that you brought with you. You can find that at superpowerquiz.us. Yes. And now that I've shared that, I would like to invite to introduce our guest. Sauli Ilona Vaida is a spiritual guide, musician, creator, and healer from Maine and Lithuania. Now, if that's not an interesting conversation, I don't know what is. (laughs) Her unique background and experiences have assisted her to create a world of ascension, healing, and love, both within and without. Her purpose on this earth is to shine a light, and she does this through creating conscious music, sharing interviews and teachings through the Starseed Network podcast, and guiding and holding space in quantum healing sessions, readings, and Reiki healing sessions. She is a Reiki master, practitioner, and teacher. She guides and mentors awakening souls to find their own path and purpose and connect to their higher self, unify and heal all aspects of their consciousness. Thank you so much for being with us today, Saole. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be here and share my story with whoever resonates, whoever's ready. (laughs) Yes, we are so looking forward to hearing your story. And speaking Mm. of your story, before you were this amazing Reiki person and Starseed (laughs) podcast host and all of this excitement, What was your life like before you really woke up to the true understanding of who you are? Yeah, so pretty much um, it's hard for me to really like remember a time when I didn't have some sort of spiritual awareness because I was pretty much born with this kind of really interesting chip in my brain that like (laughs) didn't fully like really resonate or understand like the 3D world or really accept everything that was going on exactly the way it was. Like I remember I would have these moments where I would be kind of like staring into the mirror, like staring into my own eyes in the mirror. And I would feel myself just kind of like spinning out and spinning into the whole universe and being like, whoa, okay, I'm here in a body. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm experiencing life in a body. But, but I can also be outside and experiencing life outside of a body. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I always had this like real sense of missing home for some mm-hmm. reason. It was like this this piece inside of me that was like, I want to go home. I want to go back to this place that I know exists, that I know is real, but 
it's not here. Like, I'm like, but I am home. Like, this is my home. (laughs) I can remember as a child, like maybe four or five years old, being at my bedroom window and looking out at at the stars and going, that's that's where I want to be. And it's not the stars in general. It was a particular star. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I, I so know that feeling. And I was really lucky and, and blessed to kind of grow up in this really beautiful place. Like I lived on an island in Maine, Peaks Island. It's quite a tourist destination now, but I got to kind of have this childhood of running around on the beach, running around in the woods, like fully letting my imagination just go all out and being a mermaid, being a fairy, like <laughs> all of the fun things. imaginative experiences that we tap into as children. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And kind of, you know, taking it to that level of like a really deep soul recognition of kind of that there is this energy out there that is is not quite tangible, that isn't, you know, quite seen or perceived by the people around me. But like I could feel it, like I could feel spirits, I could feel things that were happening. I could connect to these different energies and the energies of nature. And the thing is, like, even while I was living in this very idyllic and beautiful setting, my home life was, you know, quite traumatic and and quite stressful as like often is the case with a lot of people kind of born into this path. Yeah. I I was going to ask about that because a lot of us as children are very aware and intuitive and dialed in and Mm. have no reservations about playing with the fairies and, and this sort of thing, but we're kind of trained out of it. Yeah. And how did you not become trained out of it is kind of my curiosity. Mm, So the thing is, like, on a lot of levels, like, I was tuned out of it for quite some time because I think what happens and what happened in my case um, is that the traumas that come in, the programming that comes in, you know, we go into school, we experience bullying or we experience, like, a tough home situation and it's like these really precious parts of us, like this really vulnerable inner child can get totally locked away through this trauma. And it gets kind of, you know, separated from our conscious self. And like even, you know, moving through life and, you know, growing up and going to school and studying music and all these different things, it was like, you know, that these parts of me kind of did slowly fade away. And I was always a very avid reader. Like I loved to read. I loved fantasy books. I loved Harry Potter. <laughs> like <laughs> it was my comfort all the time was to read and to go into these other universes and almost kind of dissociate and like leave my reality because because of the intensity of what I was experiencing yeah. in my physical reality that it was kind of like, it was my biggest therapy to to go into my fantasy worlds. And of course, like as a teenager, you know, and growing up and going out into the world, we have this aspect of like protection that comes down. Yeah. And this like inner protector part that's, you know, very focused on the mundane things, the job, the money, security. And, you know, for me, it kind of 
all of that stuff definitely really did come up and I had to be really faced with that, especially being, you know, 16 years old and my parents were divorced. It was a very difficult situation and my dad remarried. And then there was a whole, I, I went to live with him after not living with him for a while. Mm. And after about six months, he kicked me out of the house. Holy buckets. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, while I was like at I was away at summer camp and I found out that I was getting kicked out. So I was Oh just, well <laughs> now, yeah. I'm sure there's a larger story behind that because what could you have possibly done? You were at summer camp. <laughs> oh yeah. I there's there's a it's a whole complicated story and there's a whole history between me and my dad. And of course I was an angry teenager and <laughs> I was acting out that anger and acting sure. out that unresolved trauma in a lot of ways but I was very quickly and brutally kind of faced with the reality of having to figure out these very basic fundamental survival needs from a young age yeah. and the thing is like I'm so grateful because even through all of those experiences it was like the universe really just caught me in like all of those moments when I felt like I was really falling and I was at my wits end and I was just you know praying for an answer and the universe would just catch me and and that time it caught me you know in the form of this adopted family that took me in who I call my bonus family and they really like loved me and set me up for taking on the world and you know helping me feel safe and secure for probably the first time in my life mm. and so then, so tell me how that mm. played out because I, mm. I i can feel that there's been a lot of processing and there's there's distance from these moments but take us yeah. back to that moment how did it play out what was the moment when you found out you don't have home to go back to when you come back from summer camp mm. yeah that's a that's a deep one to tap into and it's funny because I've been working with these energies today, so it's all like synchronistically aligning <laughs> um, to talk about it in this way. But I think it was really this moment where I remember I was, it was like a costume day. It was like a competition day. I was all dressed up and I was at this Lithuanian summer camp in the woods and I was off by myself and I was on the phone with my dad, like, crying begging him to just let me live in his house for like another year before i went to college and it was absolutely breaking my heart and it was like the first time that i had ever heard my dad cry as well like he was crying with me on the phone but he was just kind of he was unable to to forgive me in that moment even as i was like really begging and, and pleading for forgiveness and I remember I just I just broke down and I was just crying and my brother was there with me thankfully I'm so grateful for my brothers who are like yes. my guardian angels <laughs> At least I wasn't completely alone Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I remember just being there in the woods and just crying with like my whole body my whole being was just absolutely surrendering and 
I feel like it's it's those moments that are so powerful when we're just absolutely like breaking apart and we don't know what's up and what's down and nothing matters anymore. All that matters is just we're here and we're in pain and we're releasing it and we're feeling it. And after that, you know, I was on the phone with um, Laylee, my bonus mom, I call her that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was telling her like, oh, I, I tried everything. Like I really tried to get my, talk my dad into letting me to stay. And she was like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll take you in, we'll take you in and, and we'll see how things go. And, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll just figure it out from here. <laughs> And it was like in that moment, such a profound relief and surrender and goodness came over me because in a way it was kind of like what I had been praying for. Like I had really wanted to leave my home situation and subconsciously it was creating that. And it was a really profound summer. It was the summer of like 2016. I was falling in love for the first time. I was, you know, having all these new experiences. And for the first time in my life, I was in a safe home. Like the first time in my entire life. (laughs) And And, and what an amazing, profound shift that is. Oh my gosh. Wow. And it's funny because when we finally do feel safe after a lifetime of not feeling safe and not being able to express ourselves, not being able to be real about our feelings, it's funny how much stuff can actually come out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely, absolutely. So question Mm. for you and share as Mm. much as you feel comfortable. In what ways was your family of origin unsafe? Because there are a whole variety of ways that that can manifest yeah absolutely and the thing is the miraculous thing is like I've been able to kind of have a lot of distance and compassion for the situation through a lot of healing Um, but you know basically it was just a, a mixture of you know emotional abuse psychological abuse manipulation fear like my mother you know suffers from a lot of mental illness borderline personality disorder my father was you know very I can't quite diagnose him but you know yeah. he's very like st- stuck in his his wounded child energy mm-hmm. so it's so really it was yeah. a, a mind fuck kind of family yeah. yeah yeah and the biggest thing I've I've been kind of relearning now is to you know approach approach these uncomfortable feelings approach conflict in a way that is like actually healthy and actually being able to express it in a way that doesn't have to be violent doesn't have to be you know escalating and you know really just allowing my inner child to feel safe and express herself again and that's really been kind of the forefront of my journey has been rediscovering and healing my inner child because that's where we hold all of our creativity that's where we hold all of our passion all of our excitement And it's funny because the other day I called my brother and I asked him to remind me of who I was when I was a child. Mm. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And, and just hearing that and being reminded of that, it really brings you back because we're so pure at that age and we take everything in so much. And so now it's really this process of, of reparenting my own inner child and really working towards compassion and forgiveness in ways that I never even thought was possible. Yeah. And I love that you're taking on the healing journey so early in the arc of your life, because many of us mm -hmm. put it off until we're, we're done, like raising children and all that kind of stuff. And at that point, you've already propagated the seeds of, of ickiness <laughs> because you didn't work on your own stuff <laughs> and so I love that you're doing it so early in your arc of life because this will make a much larger difference in mm. the people you touch both the clients and partners that you choose and children that you have uh, and your ripple effect will be even larger and more profound because you did it so early and so I salute you, my Thank you. dear. <laughs> Thank you. I feel that. And I almost like I have this vision that comes to me sometimes where I almost see my soul like signing my soul contract. And I feel like I was given two options. One of them was like experience all of this trauma, all of this unimaginable trauma in the first like 20 years of your life and then you'll be good your life is going to be yeah. great from then <laughs> yeah pack or, it you know, front load good. it or you can make your whole life kind of miserable take your choice <laughs> yeah and i feel like my soul was like okay let's do it let's, let's just get it over right with now. yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> bring it yeah <laughs> let's just get this done and then the rest of the time we can just chill we can just chill and heal people and, and have a good time <laughs> exactly i love that i love that well and that is sort of the way a lot of journeys can be, right? We mm. always have the choice in every moment. Are we going to take the bull by the horns and really step into what this thing is? And we all have a different set of things that we're working mm. through, whether it's choosing bad boyfriends or, or what it is, right? <laughs> Mm. And we always have this choice. Do we do we face it head on or do we go, OK, well, I oh, I don't even I didn't get all squeamish around it and mm. kind of pussyfoot our way around it. And then guess what? Life will serve it up to you again and say you have a choice. Do you, are you ready now to mm. take it on? And again, you've got free will. You can go, yeah, you know, I'm not really ready to go there. And then life will bring it around again. And at some point you're like, yeah. I am so sick and tired of this bullshit. And <laughs> by God, I'm going in and I'm ripping it apart. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to hear more about your waking up process, but we are already mm. up on our first break. Oh, so I will dig in with you on that after our break. And Yay. everyone who's joined us today out there in listener land, grab your pen, grab your piece of paper. And I would invite you to spend a few minutes around are you the one that, that jumps in with both feet and says, let's just get this over with? Are you the one who's kind of been pussyfooting around it and hoping it will go away? And whichever camp you're in is perfect. Don't beat yourself up if you're in one camp or the other camp. There are benefits to both, both directions. And hang with us. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. 
I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to TellZofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's TellZofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. In a Realm is a free monthly holistic health magazine that promotes total health and wellness of body, mind, and spirit. We're a much-loved community resource for both alternative and traditional healing. We're in our 24th year of educating our readers about innovative therapies aimed at stress reduction, emotional healing, diet modification, energy healing, body movement therapies like yoga and tai chi, and so much more. Restore your soul, find your balance, and elevate your life with Inner Realm. Find us at innerrealmmagazine.com. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renee Morales, and I'm still here with Saole Vaira. And uh, we were discussing her early life and some of the challenges that she had in her childhood and being emancipated very early at age 16, I think you said. 17. 17. So. Uh, still early. A few months after my birthday. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I guess I'd like to dig a little deeper into the journey. At what point did you start picking apart some of this programming that we're raised mm. with, this separation programming, this you... Lots of times we're trained into being victims or having to ask for permission to do things. There's a lot of stuff that we learn coming up that's not so very useful once you step into your spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So tell me how you started to really step into that. Mm, Yeah, so... There have been a few really particular pivotal moments for me in my in my awakening journey. Um, I I did kind of start meditating around the age of sixteen, right? But like a little bit before everything in my life started to collapse. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably a good yeah. thing. Your your guides were yeah. probably going. You're going to need this. <laughs> Here. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. 
it, it's like I've, I've kind of always had that connection to source, but you know, where I, I can think of one, you know, particular moment and a, a few of them where, you know, I was 18 years old. I was studying musical theater in Spain. I was working nights at a club and studying during the day. And my life was physically, you know, kind of going down this trajectory that was really unhealthy. Like I was very, I wasn't sleeping enough. I was totally in that fight or flight survival mode, mm -hmm. you know, like I got to make money to survive. Like I got to do this all by myself, like all of this fear. And I had this, this moment, you know, where I realized that like things really needed to change. And it was when my voice actually started suffering and in a literal way not not yeah. a figurative way yes <laughs> in like a way and like i remember my my singing teacher being like what's going on with you like why how why is this happening and i was just like i don't know like and but i did know i was i was abusing my own body my own body yeah. and my mind and my being because that's all i had ever known how to live i and was gonna say that's what you were taught growing up especially was mm -hmm. abusing your mind yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the places that our mind can take us, like the loops that it can go down is just... Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I just wrote an email about that today. <laughs> I haven't sent it out yet, but it's like there's a national stress day is coming up. Stress mm. awareness day is coming up this week. And the truth of the matter is there's no stress in the world. The stress completely mm. sits between our ears. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to, I just thought of like another different timeline that we're going to go down with this conversation. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that really reminds me of, you know, beginning of 2020 when the pandemic and everything was, was beginning. And, you know, kind of at that point I had already started my journey. I was reading a lot. I was practicing a lot of I was practicing meditation every day. I was listening to a lot of Abraham Hicks and, you know, reading, I read the autobiography of a yogi that oh, like, yes. Oh, oh, I love that book. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. And it was this beautiful copy that my aunt lent me. It was like one of the original copies. It was like super Ooh. thick, like hardcover. It was beautiful. And it really transformed my life. And I remember having this feeling around the end of 2019, I was like, I have to wake up now. Like mm -hmm. this needs to have, this has to be my absolute focus right now because it's really, really, really important to not yeah. be afraid. And, well, yeah. now let me ask you something, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm always interested in the experience of that soul level knowledge as compared to like mm. a mind level knowledge. Mm. How do you differentiate the two? How does this show up for you? Mm, so, yeah, I feel in these moments when, when I've gone down a certain path or I've clicked on a certain meditation or I've read a particular book or something that really took me there, there was always kind of like this question that would come up, but the question was almost like planted there by my higher self. So I would ask for a teacher, I would ask for wisdom, I would ask for guidance, and then something would show up in my reality, and I would just feel, it would just be this this feeling out, out of nowhere to kind of to pick it up and explore it, and 
the main source of truth that I know is, is my body and my feelings and my emotions and, and what that brings up for me. And I remember I was listening to this cry on channeling, um, mm. And this channeling was talking about, you know, this kind of story of, you know, God, I, God sending his children into the garden and not being able to communicate with them and these children forgetting where they come from and forgetting who they are and describing it from the perspective of God, of being like, you're watching, you're watching your children through this veil and you're watching them struggle, you're watching them hurt, but there's nothing that you can do to reach out to them unless they open it themselves, unless they reach out to you. And once they reach out to you, you can start to pass things through the veil. You can start to give, you know, teachings or knowledge or assistance, but you have to ask for it first and you have to allow yourself to to believe that it can be there and it, it doesn't even take that much belief like to, yeah. for, for these things to happen. And it, it doesn't <laughs> even really sometimes take that much asking because I mm. find, I, I forget sometimes that I need to invite assistance in. And so I mm. end up in these moments where my ask sounds like, God dang it, what is it that I'm supposed to know? Or what do I need here, right? It's, it's not this asking, I'm asking for wisdom in the right teacher. I mean, it sounds mm. really uplifted, but that's frequently not where the where my <laughs> ask comes from. <laughs> it tends to come yeah. from a much lower vibe frustration <laughs> moment where it's like, I, I've lost track of something here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, all of it works. Like, they're listening. Everything is going to be responded to. And, yeah, for me, it's it's all, all, often also those moments where I'm just completely in tears and I don't know what else to do. And and I, and I just ask. And when I was hearing that, that channeling and I was listening to it, I just started to cry. And I started to cry so deeply because... I just felt it. I felt it so much. And I felt how, you know, my being was on both sides of that veil. Like I, you know, I am the human who doesn't remember, but I'm also the parent, the divine, this feeling of, you know, I just love you so much. Like, yeah. just let me take care of you. <laughs> like, it's okay. You don't have to do it. You're all yourself. And, and yeah. And that was kind of the, the feeling that I felt when I first connected with my spirit guides in a meditation. I was pretty skeptical at first, not going to lie. I was just, you know, following this meditation. I was like, okay, I have a free afternoon. Okay, sure. Let me whatever. Try this Let me check it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and those are sometimes the best moments, right? Because your brain hasn't gotten in there with a construct already. Mm. I'm expecting blah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't know anything about spirit guides. I didn't know anything about, like, star seeds or light beings or anything. Like, I was just like, okay. And I... In the meditation, there was this part, you know, where you come to this bridge and you're walking across the bridge and the voice is saying, you know, on the other side is your spirit guides and your soul family or your, your star family. And as I was walking and I was halfway across, I suddenly just got this very deep feeling coming from them and from myself of being like, <gasps> Oh my God, like I'm you're coming home. home. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
And I started crying because I was like, oh, I've missed you. And I felt how much like they missed me. And coming across that bridge and feeling that embrace again and just feeling, you know, connecting with the energy of Divine Mother, connecting with my spirit guides and feeling them holding me and just knowing in my being that like, this is my real family. This is my star family. This is my origin. This This is is what family really feels like. I know coming from a dysfunctional one, Mm. you know, you, you kind of don't have that reference point for what normal quote unquote. (laughs) Yeah. What a family connection really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was interesting as well because I was going through like a really tough process with my with my biological mom at the time and this divine mother like this galactic mother energy came to me and it wasn't associated with like any deity or any goddess or anything I had seen it was just this formless completely light being and I felt her holding me and being like I'm your mother like you're my child and these people like this woman is not your mother like I'm your mother and that was like the biggest paradigm shift for me because it just helped me like let go of everything and you know have compassion for this being who was you know assigned the role of of my mother but with also knowing that like I have this all-encompassing always available divine mother presence with me yeah that you can tap into anytime you need divine mama love (laughs) oh yeah and it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) yeah i know when i first woke up and really tapped into for the first time like unconditional love so it's a very different experience mm. and it's really powerful and it's really intensely moving and it's like my body didn't know what to do with it even it mm. was so intense my body's like what are we gonna have sex it's like no we're not having sex this is just love it's not, nothing to do with that but it was so intense and that was the only framework that like my physicality understood it in in that context mm. and it, it took a while to kind of separate <laughs> yeah yeah because once we experience that unconditional pure love it literally shakes us to the core of our being and then everything that is not love it's it just has to fall away. Like it comes up to the surface and it gets felt. And I've seen that in my journey, like as I go through these, these really deep healing processes and calling upon my divine guides and this unconditional pure love, like it is so overwhelming sometimes. It can be so much to hold in a human body. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And then, you know, just allowing my body to like shake and move and release all, all of this trapped energy. And, you know, like I I felt like I really, I was in like a spiritual boot camp, kind of like all through quarantine and the, the whole pandemic. And it was like every day, you know, accessing past lives, like doing deep trauma healing and like talking to like, it was, yeah. it was so much. <laughs> it, it is definitely like a spiritual boot camp. I know af- mm. after I woke for the, like the first year or so afterwards, um, I was definitely kept in a bubble of sorts, even though it wasn't Mm -hmm. pandemic time, it was pre-pandemic. 
And I, after a few months, I was talking to my guides and I'm like, okay, so am I ever going to be able to talk to anybody about this stuff? <laughs> because I mean, everything I was yeah. getting was, you know, uh, watch this MP3, read this book, do this thing, but it wasn't interacting with people. And they're like, be patient. There's time enough for that right now. You need mm. to discover what you are about. And we don't want you distracted by other people's interpretations. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, ah, okay. <laughs> yes, I, I feel that on, on such a soul level. It's, I feel like we, we kind of, it's like part of that, the stages of awakening. You almost have to go through this like lone wolf phase where like there would be moments where I would just be healing something unimaginably like traumatic or, you know, something that makes absolutely no logical sense, like in a different plane and dimension and trying to explain that to the people that I love, the people who are trying to support me. And they're like, what? And they're, <laughs> they, they've got nothing what? to hang the understanding on. They're like, yeah, uh, good, good for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's intense. And like, that, yeah. that's kind of like a big part of my mission. And, and what I'm creating is really creating this space where you know people can see that like you're not the only one like you can find your soul family Absolutely. like I've yeah like I've had the absolute pleasure of connecting with soul family all around the world like through online contact through traveling to different places and just meeting them and like it's there it really is yeah, exactly well and it's part of the um, reason I started this radio show myself mm. was having been in that bubble where mm -hmm. it's like all of this weird shit is going on and not being sure where any of this is going and just knowing that I'm being changed in these profound ways and it's like it was was sort of scary it was sort of exciting it was isolating and yet mm. it felt more connected than I'd ever felt in my life and it was mm -hmm. like I just need to put something out there so people understand and can mm. see their own journey reflected in the journeys of others and know that mm. there is hope. Eventually, you start to feel kind of quasi-normal again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and to have, what do I want to say? For you to be able to pick up from each of these stories the things that apply to your own journey. Mm. Because while we yeah. never have the same journey, there are always reflections and resonances of things that other people have gone through. And so sometimes it's helpful to know you're not alone. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're yeah. very, very not alone. <laughs> yeah. And like even when you are like physically alone or you feeling physically alone, like all you have to do is just ask for help. Like just ask for them to be there like yeah, I, remember, I need yeah. some company <laughs> yeah, yeah like come and hug me <laughs> and they'll come they literally will like I've asked my guides like I was like okay well if you're really here give me a kiss on the cheek and then I feel it like a little energy like a little something yeah. on my cheek I'm like oh, how cool is this <laughs> yay I, I tend to get like these full body hugs, I guess, because I don't specify. Mm. It's like, I just need contact. Mm. And it's like, oh, mm. oh, yes. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. We are up on our second break already. Can you believe oh, this? Nice. Time's flying. <laughs> it does. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> so those of you who've joined us in listener land, we're going to be digging more into Starseed and what that might mean in your own journey uh, when we come back from the break. So hang with us. We'll be right back. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America in Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sofia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Saule Elonavaida. And before the break, she was talking about having met her soul family in a meditation. And so after this meditation, did you continue to regularly connect with what I would describe as your God squad? Or, <laughs> <laughs> or how, how did that play out? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it's funny, you know, like after, during that, in that meditation, I, I really didn't want to go back. <laughs> I wanted to Understandably, stay there. <laughs> I've had my fair share of those. It's like, this is really nice. And I know it sucks out there. It's like getting out of a warm bed in the middle of the winter. It's like, I don't mm. want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 
And so, but then, you know, my spirit guides were like, you got, you got to go back. Like you got work to do. You got stuff. (laughs) Yeah. We're most of the way there. We might as well finish it. (laughs) Yeah, for real. And, and they were like, well, you know, you know where we are now. So whenever you need us, just call upon us. And it was really interesting coincidentally because I was supposed to go see my mother in Lithuania and I was living in, in Spain at the time studying and I was dreading this trip like to the bottom of my soul and like my being. I was terrified. I was having nightmares about it. I was so anxious and I really had a bad feeling about it. So after this experience, it was like a few days or a week before I had to go. And I was praying to my guides. I was like, please divine intervention. Like, please help this go in the most divine way possible, please. And I was finishing my term. I was, you know, finishing my exams, cleaning up my apartment, like moving out everything. And I was supposed to catch this night bus at 3 a.m. to go to the airport. It was the only bus um, to catch my flight to go see her in Lithuania. And I had everything ready. I had everything packed. I was like very responsible, ready to go. Um, I also hadn't slept for like two days. I was really exhausted. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Like, End of term and yeah. yeah, all of the other education that goes with the trip. Yeah. <laughs> mm, and just like having this recent huge awakening. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Um, yeah. And so I, I had everything ready and I was getting ready to go to catch this bus. And the bus never came. Like, wow. Divine intervention happened. Yeah. It's like, you're not getting on this plane at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And after that experience, I, I didn't go to Lithuania. Um, it was chaotic for a little bit, but everything fell into place. Um, <laughs> and I didn't see my mother again after that, after having connected with this divine mother energy and after that, you know, I started to, I started to just like really involve myself deeply in these teachings. I started to become attuned to Reiki. I started Reiki healing and practicing. And it's funny because like, even before I had that big awakening and I was in Spain and I was at this school, I was meeting these beings who I felt this resonance with on, yeah. on such a deep level. And they were like friends, like I had not known friends to be before, like, yeah. on like, oh my God, we have like the same life. We have the same experiences. <laughs> We've got the same yeah. pile of t-shirts. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the the following year with everything happening with the pandemic and going through that kind of phase of of feeling really alone and, and not really knowing who or what to turn to. And it's funny because now most of the people that I meet and I feel this deep resonance with, it's like the more that you magnetize, the more that you raise your frequency, the more that you naturally attract these beings, these people who resonate with that. And it can be out of nowhere. It can be so unexpected. Like I, I post um, on TikTok. I have like a, a TikTok following. So even people that I met through TikTok who we just like follow each other and they're like, oh my God, I really resonate with your messages. And one particular situation, so which is interesting because I, so I met this girl on TikTok and we were started chatting um, and kind of like talking on the phone. I interviewed her on my podcast and she lives in Oaxaca, Mexico. Oh, and, I yeah. love Oaxaca. 
Oh, funny, funny you should say that <laughs> because um, at the time I was living in San Diego in a van and I was completely surrounded by soul family all the time in my little soul family bubble. And my soul was calling me to Oaxaca. And as soon as I connected with her, even like the first or second time we talked, I was like, I knew that I was going to go to Oaxaca and I knew that I was going to meet her and that we were going to spend time together. And I did. And she was the only person that I knew here. I just got up, I packed all my bags and I left and I moved and I've been living here for like the past eight months or so. Oh, wow. And yeah. And I was just taking care of her daughter this weekend while she was away. And it's really fascinating because, you know, these soul fam connections, they, they follow us wherever we go. Like we could just be online, we could be in person and it's that, it's that immediate resonance and that immediate yeah. feeling. And it just came together like that. And like, I'm, no, I'm like living in Oaxaca. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Mm. So, how did you become aware of your starseed heritage? Mm. Yeah. So, a big part of my journey as well has been kind of working with this um, parts work, this quantum healing parts work that was a huge, has been a huge part of my process. And I learned about it from this community called the Soulful Heart. And through kind of like excavating and reconnecting with my parts and healing my inner child in a totally new way that I'd never um, like experienced before, I started to open up all this really multidimensional access. I started to get all of these, you know, past life bleed throughs kind of coming through, connecting with my gatekeeper spirit guide who was showing me all these lifetimes, all these timelines. And I started to connect with, you know, these star energies, these star beings. And it's kind of like, I feel like a star seed is a being who, you know, comes to earth for a purpose, who comes to earth to help. And, you know, a lot of us have been, you know, completely completed the ascension process on other planets. And we feel, you know, that we're strong enough or we're capable enough to to come here and, and do it on earth, which is like next level advanced. Yeah, next um, level of <laughs> difficulty, right? <laughs> you did the yeah. easy version of enlightenment. Now let's try yeah. earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> nothing can prepare you for earth <laughs> oh tell me about it <laughs> yeah but I, I feel like it's there's a lot of people a, a lot of people especially you know in the younger generations right now who they have this knowing and they have this feeling and it's really it's I, I mean you know we can classify ourselves like oh I'm Lyrian or like I'm Syrian or like you know all yeah, of this I'm stuff an archa- like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day it's like we're open to receive these activations from all of these high dimensional beings of love like if we open ourselves and if we ask to be shown our origin if we ask to have our DNA activated to remember there are so many beings that are just waiting to work with us and this 
has been something that I've really felt throughout this whole, you know, planetary ascension process is just how many beings of all of these different star origins are like really rooting for us on Earth. Like they're here with us. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're receiving these activations to awaken even just by being here. We're receiving it through the sun. We're receiving it through the air, all of these different codes. And, you know, like everything, it's become like more mainstream kind of like, you know, seeing UFOs, seeing aliens, it's becoming declassified. And it's really also about releasing that program of fear that we have around the concept of aliens, which is otherness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's so strategically placed and programmed, you know, through the movies, through even like implants, like energetic implants into us to to be afraid of abduction. Like when I was a kid, I was terrified of aliens. Like I thought I was going to be abducted. I was so scared. And it's it's a program that they place into us for us to forget our origin and forget yeah. our power because when we actually are able it's, to consciously it's part of the virtual reality equipment we bring into this world yes <laughs> yeah absolutely because that's where like it's such a, a powerhouse it's such a huge source of healing when we're able to tap into that and allow them to come with us like i've received yeah. like energy healings from aliens that completely shifted everything in my body and my reality and you know when you're when you reach that frequency as you continue healing and releasing your trauma you can go to these places you can connect with them everyone can it doesn't matter if you think you're a star seed or not like they're yeah, here exactly. for all of us well and yeah. with my what do i want to say with my background as akasha what mm. i my understanding is that a soul is a soul is a soul. Okay. Mm. And when you identify very much as, well, I am human, it's because you have a lot of what I want to say, human lifetime experience that has been imprinted on the aspect of your soul that you brought down as a personality. But some of us bring down a little bit more exotic experience along with the human experience and the more Mm. of the impression of other dimensions other worlds other stars if you will uh the more you feel like you don't quite belong to the human race yeah but it's not that your soul is any more or less human than the next person's soul because soul Mm. is soul is soul it's Mm -hmm. about the life experiences that you're remembering on some level of the part of your soul that you brought into the body. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really fascinating as well to see beings who who are here, who have been coming, who have not lived on Earth before. Like yeah. it's totally a new planet for them. And they're like, <laughs> we are totally at sea here. If I knew yeah. what sea was, I would say that, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we are down to like the last two minutes of our show. Mm. So how is your work coming out into the world right now? Where can people find um, you? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on www.saoleelonavida.com. I have a blog. I offer deep healing, quantum healing sessions, energy healing sessions, channeled readings. I am releasing a 
online Reiki course Yay. on 11.11. Yes. Oh, wow. Coming right up. <laughs> yeah, coming quite soon. And yeah, because I really believe in empowering people to heal themselves, to be able to have these tools, because I think having tools in your toolbox is the best thing on this journey Absolutely. and having as many as you can. <laughs> it, it's a beautiful thing because not everything responds to the same stuff. I, mm. I remember early in my journey, I would take these different healing courses. The EFT was one of these. I thought, this mm. is it. Emotional freedom technique tapping. This is this is going to be the bomb. And I was really underwhelmed with what that did for me. Mm. Uh, and it got me questioning. It's like, okay, so why is it that some people are like, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread? And I think it comes back to, well, what is the root cause of the problem that's bothering you? And mm. are you using the right tool to get to it? And yeah. my conclusion is there's nothing wrong with EFT as a tool. I was just using it for something that wasn't going to respond to EFT. Mm. And so going through an additional healing modalities got me to a spot where it, it made some sense. So we are down to like our last 30 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wow. We are so running out of runway here. I could talk <laughs> to you all night. Uh, so well, thank you so much for joining us here mm. today. We will have... Saule Ilonavida's information mm. on the website at sovereignself.media. And thank you so much for joining us here today. And until mm. next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 